Welcome back to another one of our Bible Labs. This is week four of our Thinking Biblically series, and we've been answering questions that are related to thinking biblically. What is it? Why is it important? How do we do it well? And this week, we are answering the question, what obstacles are we up against as we endeavor to think biblically? And so, before we go back and review and before we dive into this week, let's take a moment to pray. Father, thank you for your word, for its living and active nature, for its relevance in the midst of every moment and circumstance in our lives. Thank you for Jesus, who revealed the truth of your word and the true character and beauty of who you are to us. We pray in our time together today, you may motivate our hearts, change our mind, and help us think in a way that honors you and love others in a way that glorifies you. In Jesus' name, amen. So just a quick note for review here in our notebook, Thinking Biblically Week 1, we answered the question, what does it mean? And here are our notes from that week. Week 2, we said, why is it important? And you see, we're kind of doing this together. We're um, crafting this out together, kind of drawing pictures, taking notes each week. Week 3, how do we do it well? We talked about delighting, meditating, and abiding in God's Word. And of course, this week, what obstacles are we up against as we endeavor to do this? And really today, we want to explore three obstacles. And I thought one of the ways we could do that is uh, simply by just starting out with drawing some hurdles here. And, you know, I'm not the best artist. You'll have to excuse me. But um, you can see these are hurdles, uh, nonetheless, kind of obstacles there. And so we want to explore some biblical passages today that... Uh, may give us an indication of what obstacles we're up against as we endeavor to think biblically. And I believe uh, it's really interesting when you go to the book of Deuteronomy, there are commandments for the future kings of Israel. So here is Israel. Israel has been formed as a group of people, as a nation. They've been given a law. They do not yet have a king, but God knew in his sovereign plans and purposes that they would. So he gives them commands or laws for their kings. And you can actually go back to verse 14 in Deuteronomy 17. We're going to start in verse 18 today. And when he, and this he here is referring to the future king of Israel, when he sits on the throne of his kingdom, he shall write for himself in a book a copy of this law approved by the Levitical priest, and it shall be with him, and he shall read in it all the days of his life, that he may learn to fear the Lord his God by keeping all the words of this law and these statutes and by doing them, that his heart may not be lifted above his brothers, and that he might not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or to the left, so that he may continue long in his kingdom, he and his children of in Israel. And so there's this command to write uh, a copy in a book, uh, their command to not just write it, but to also read it, and not just write and read, but then also live it. That in writing it and reading it, the king would learn to fear the Lord his God. 
And so one of the obstacles that we are up against in biblical thinking really is our own pride. I'm going to come and write that in here. Pride. And pride, if we had to sum it up in regards to biblical thinking, it would say, our way is better. Our way is better. Perhaps we think it's more effective, it's more efficient, maybe it's more easier, but we chase after our own ways of doing things so often rather than God's ways, which are revealed in His Word, and it's our pride that's one of the greatest obstacles we're up against as we endeavor to think biblically. The Word of God, going back to Deuteronomy here, uh, was to be written and read and lived so that the heart of the king would not be lifted above his brothers, and so that he might not turn aside from the commandment either to the right hand or the left. And, and really this idea of turning aside right here, we want to circle this. This leads us into our second obstacle that we come up against when we endeavor to think biblically. Some of you might remember there's an episode in the book of 2 Kings where King Josiah is on the throne and he has ascended to the throne and he's doing things that are right in the eyes of the Lord, but there is no law. You know, the Israelites, they had gone after other gods, they had intermarried, and because of the decisions that they made, they had been taken into captivity multiple times, the, the temple had been destroyed, their uh, law had been ransacked and, and burned, and there's this episode in Second Kings 22, really the whole chapter, where a book of the law, what was thought to be missing, is found. And when Josiah hears the words of the book of the law written, it's so powerful that he tears his clothes. And he commands Hilkiah and Ahikam, the son of Shaphan, and, and Akbor, and Shaphan the secretary, and Asiah the king's servant. And he says, look in verse 13 here, Go inquire of the Lord for me and for the people and for all Judah concerning the words of this book that have been found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is kindled against us, because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book to do according to all that is written to us. And so what we see in Israel's testimony in the Old Testament are some of these obstacles. And the second obstacle really that caught the Israelites off guard and catches us off guard really is idolatry. And idolatry, if pride says our way is better, idolatry says others' ways are better. And really, isn't that what Israel was showing um, by their behavior, by chasing after these other gods and by chasing after these other um, pagan idols uh, that the people around their country were worshiping, that, that there were other ways that were better. And, and friends, this is dangerous. Um, there's a lot of great authors out there, but we never want an author to take precedence 
on or above the level of Scripture. The Scripture is our final authority. God's ways are better as He's revealed them to us in His Word. And there's one other obstacle that we are up against. and uh, Really, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, the obstacle is revealed um, kind of in a positive way here, where Jesus says to His disciples, And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. And when we look at this passage, we think, well, what obstacle is revealed in this passage? And really, it's the obstacle of our own unbelief. Jesus says, I am with you always. Not just sometimes, always. To the end of the age. And the question is, do we believe this? And does our life reflect that we believe it? Because really so often what happens is that we become uh, motivated by fear. And fear, friends, is the third obstacle. And fear says there is no way. Fear is evidence of unbelief, and fear is also evidence of a misunderstanding of the character and the nature of God. So if pride says our way is better and idolatry says others' ways are better, fear says there is no way. But we know that there is. We know that faith Faith says his ways are best. And as we endeavor to think biblically in our lives and to think in a way that honors God and helps us love those that he's placed in our pathway, we need to avoid pride. Our way is better. We need to avoid idolatry, the belief that there's other ways that are better. And we need to avoid fear, the anxiety that builds up that leads us to think that there is no way. Faith, friends, tells us that His ways are best. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.